0: Normally, the way this thing is short is we just kind of like break into conversation that has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. Um, And then I slip in the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, we're recording right now. (laughs) So everything you say is on tape. This is how this shit works. Uh, Welcome back, y'all. This is another Minnesota NB. Yay! We're very excited here today. uh, We have a special guest in house. Might be my second or first favorite website on the internet, depending on whether or not my girlfriend's home for the week. Um, the founder of Tankathon.com, Matt Hoover, is in the house. Matt, welcome to NBA.
1: Thank you We are
0: me. here. Um, Tad is also here. Tad, say hello to the people.
2: What's up? It's your favorite co-host, Tad, aka Kevin, come and get your love. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for that one, dude. I, I wrote a bunch down, Came man. I got hot. these coming Came every, hot. every episode. Came I got them hot. now.
0: Um, so, Matt, Matt, you are the creator of, of Tankathon.com, which the, the NBA fans out there who uh, have shitty teams like us, Chicago Bulls fans, and I guess Orlando Magic fans, the seven of them that are out there. Um, we do exist. We, we do exist. <laughs> you are recognized. Uh, I want to start the conversation by understanding what what prompted you to start Tankathon.com?
1: So, I went through a career change in 2013, learned how to do uh, computer coding, And that fall slash winter, I'm a Bulls fan, Derrick Rose re-injured his knee, or (sighs) hurt his other knee, meniscus, (sighs) I believe, (sighs) in Portland. Sounds right. So after that, I was watching the... Keep an eye on the ESPN NBA standings. I would have to click, like, league, sort by win percentage, click it again to do reverse, then count down to see where the Bulls were for what pick they were. Um, And I just got tired of that, so I figured... There had to be other people doing the same thing, so I just made a website right. to do it for me, and uh, it's kind of it's grown since then.
0: So now you initially started with the NBA and since have opened that up to other sports, including, like, baseball, hockey, et cetera?
1: Yeah, I think I added NHL second because it's got a lottery like the NBA, mm-hmm. so it was kind of the easiest sort of transfer over. Yeah. And then football, and then this year, baseball. Nice. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So, um... That then basically makes you kind of the resident expert on uh, draft lottery and, and potential outcomes since you kind of figured that into the algorithm. So, why didn't the Bulls get a better pick, Matt? What the fuck happened?
1: <laughs> uh, Nikola Mirotic came back That's and they a won good like call. 10 games. God damn it. Um,
0: Bobby Portis clearly didn't punch him in the face hard <laughs> yeah. enough. That's too bad. No, it's
1: it was really disappointing. Yeah, like the, the Bulls are seventh. If, if he told me at the beginning of the year that they would have been seventh, uh, I would be disappointed. So, not happy.
0: But it's, though, let's not forget that our, our hero and Finnish savior, Laurie Markkinen, got drafted at 7. So happy birthday to Laurie Markkinen. Today his birthday is his birthday, by the way. What is he, 20? Yeah, he might be at yeah, 21. 21. He's a young boy. Yeah. Uh, he can legally go out in River <laughs> North. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I guess since we're on the topic and the draft lottery kind of just happened, um, there's been a lot of storylines that have come out um, immediately following. And it's funny because like, just reading the headlines and seeing all these teams that are – incredibly willing to just rid themselves of the draft pick that they have, it's the first time that I remember even a top five where the top five teams are like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm open for offers. Like, I'm ready. Even, I mean, Phoenix has already said that they're open to shopping their pick. Memphis has already said that they're open to shopping their pick. I think Sacramento is the only team that's like, no, we're holding on to this forever. Um, but I guess from your perspective, the first story that came out um, that was fascinating was Luka Doncic basically saying, I might stay in Europe. I might stay in Europe. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you kind of found out about him? Maybe not threatening to stay in Europe, but basically saying that it's it's not a it's not a an absolute certainty that I'm going to come to the NBA next year.
1: I have to think it's that wouldn't be the case if like the Knicks and Bulls were the top two picks, right? So I th- I would guess it's related to Sacramento being the likely destination, right? But- I don't know. It's probably bluffing anyway. It
0: feels so similar because, like, even when Ricky Rubio came out initially, it was like as the 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 kind of draft order. I guess. Well, in his situation, he he went into the draft, got drafted by Minnesota, and was like, "Fuck, <laughs>
2: how can I get out of this?" And basically stayed in Spain for what two more seasons? Two more. I, I was gonna say I can't remember. If it was it was two or th- it was just two years, right? Just yeah. Two years. Yeah. And then they so they had, for insurance they drafted Johnny Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I think... Do you want to play in Phoenix? Why? Devin Booker is overrated. I'm just going to put that out there. We'll talk about that at a later date. Devin Booker is overrated. Um, Dis- disagree. But do you want to play in Phoenix? Do you want to play in Sacramento? Sacramento, where they gave up all of their good assets to acquire Buddy Heald? Buddy <laughs> healed. That is Buddy Heald is the savior of the Sacramento Kings. Did, did you hear... So,
0: there's this guy on Reddit who was mad high and had a premonition that (laughs) the sacramento kings would finish the season as the seventh worst overall team in the nba that they would get the second overall draft pick that they would draft luka donkett and then buddy healed in five years would win six man of the year he's just about there he's just about there because it seems like as the lottery broke itself out there's a lot of back and forth as to who's the this is the one of the few drafts in recent memory where the number one overall pick isn't like painfully painfully clear you could see it going so
2: many different ways agree matt you have deandre ayton at number one yeah you think that's like how how sure are you on that
1: not very actually i have a, a big board that i added this year um, next to the mock draft, that'll show more. I guess my own opinion, right. and I have Luca number one there. But I'm like back and forth. It's just such a toss up. Yeah. This is
0: one of the the first years in a while where like, because like last year it was. And granted, you can always play like armchair quarterback and be like, oh, they fucked that up. But like, it was almost clear as day as Markell's the. Front runner for number one overall pick, and then there's been years past where it's like Anthony Davis, no question, and then like uh, Anthony Bennett, no question. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that was another. That was the most recent draft where it was just like, is it Victor Oladipo? Cool. Like, well, I Anthony mean, look Bennett? at that, dra- that draft. The draft was, was a trash. fucking shit crash. But like this, this draft is 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 an interesting one because it's very top heavy in terms of the guys who have star potential, but not so top heavy that one guy. Stands out amongst the rest, and let's not forget that Luka Doncic just won EuroLeague MVP, your like youngest EuroLeague MVP ever, and his team won the EuroLeague championship. Um, all signs are pointing to him kind of being the guy, and, and kind of being this trans. He's just he's just just transformative star who has the size, but also the on ball skills, which is not traditional for European players. Um, but even some stories came out this week where, like I said, um, you know, initially when you looked at Memphis, my thought was. Marvin Bagley would be perfect for that team because you can slot him right next to Marcus Soule who can teach him some skills on the defensive end because shout out to Ricky O'Donnell who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago where, you know, Marcus Soule is not a—he's not an athletic figure. He's not somebody who's, I mean, granted he's tall but he's not necessarily imposing on the defensive end but he has a knack for defense because he understands NBA defensive schemes and he knows where to be at all times. He knows how to, you know, switch on a screen. He knows how to play good, solid help defense and still recover um, but having Marvin Bagley with his offensive skill set slotted next to a Marcus um, uh, playing with Mike Conley, a healthy Mike Conley, it kind of seems like the perfect marriage. And even despite that, Memphis is already saying that they're open for offers for the fourth overall pick.
2: So you basically get Zach Randolph, a more athletic Zach Randolph in Marvin Bagley.
0: But his perks, I mean, like the, the, his um, comps, I should say, the comps that he's getting right now are closer to, like, Chris Bosch lefty he's a guy better. who can stretch the floor not a great defender by any stretch of the limit not so
1: much either though no
0: not he's also 19 no he's not He's not even 19 he's 18 he graduated high school a year early
1: no he's 19 now is he? yeah he's like he was old for his class I think was he? so okay. he's like not he's like in line with the current because um, I know he freshmen. did that Andrew
0: Wiggins thing where he reclassified and basically went to Duke a year earlier. I still don't understand how that works me neither but I'm I'll never <laughs> I'm understand it um,
1: Jaron Jackson and Carter are younger than Bagley are they? really yeah. I did not know that <laughs>
0: That makes me like Wando Card a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more.
2: I want to just take one step backwards because I like where this is going, but I, I just, I'm just not sold on DeAndre Ayton, and I really want to know what you think.
1: So, if you just watch him, some of the things he does look in- incredible. Right. Like this, his body, his, his some of the dunks and and, put, and putbacks and things, and his, his shot. Sometimes he makes some good passes. Yeah. But, um. The defense concerns me, and and so I'm working on this sort of player comparison thing that is based on statistics. Nice. I don't have a huge database of players, and I'm not a statistics wizard. But what I came up with so far, um, one of the more I think maybe the most similar player statistically to Aiden in my database was Jaleel Okafor. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> so that made me like question myself. That's scary.
0: Because the, the early the early comparisons were like. New age Patrick Ewing. That's what everybody's been saying. Like a lot of people are accompany because like he's got incredible footwork. He's got a lot of really, really good, superb low post moves. Uh, and he can stretch the floor. He can hit that fifteen to even twenty foot jumper. Um but his whole thing has been like but here's the thing. So the one the one knock on DeAndre eight this year was like motor. And like does he really Yes. Now yes. but but Let's take a step back here, because two years ago when Ben Simmons got drafted, it was the same fucking conversation. He doesn't have much of a motor. He gives up when his team sucks. Does he even like playing basketball? Same shit was the report about Ben Simmons. Like, is he a winner? Like, is he a real competitor? And he's completely changed that narrative from, from day one, basically, of him stepping on an NBA court.
1: I, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I, you know, what makes me feel more hopeful about Aiden, Two is that he's playing next to this... Seven footer wrist ditch down in Arizona, like marketing did too. Right. So they're kind of pushed out, out from under the basket some, and also in college, like big guys can just get misused all the time. Oh like yeah. Alonzo Trier just gunning left and right when he's in there. You mean even, even
0: Jaron Jackson at Michigan State this year? Like they yeah. basically had him at the four all season, and it's just like this guy's clearly a five. He's a superior defender. Like let him just man the defense. It just it's inevitable that college coaches are going to play players. Out, out of their normal, like traditional, what they would be best suited to play.
2: I just think, and I look, I agree with all of that. I just like the the, the Jalil Okafor thing that is exactly where yes. I was hoping that's, you would go with that, that because funny. that is that's been my thought ever since that tournament game, um, and maybe a little bit before that. But the tournament game, I think, really like kind of shined a light on it for a lot of people was it like shined, shown. Shined a light, right? Shined? shown it. Yes, it's yeah, it. Yeah. it a light. <laughs> uh, but basically, you just kind of it, it put that spotlight on him that, like, he doesn't have a high motor. That's not something you can teach. You can't teach a guy to want it more. Right. And Jaleel Okafor was the same way. He was a, a poor defender. He was an average rebounder for his size. He had the footwork. He had the post moves. He couldn't step out and shoot the three, but the guy can shoot from 15, 18 feet. Sure. So, like... I just, I see that a lot, and so I'm really glad you said that. The only thing about Jaleel
0: is, um, how can I say this delicately? Jaleel's fat, uh, (laughs) and DeAndre Ayton is a specimen. So, like, from the defensive perspective, nobody expected Jaleel Okafor to all of a sudden be fleet of foot and just, like, figure it out on the defensive end. DeAndre Ayton has all the tools and the physicality to, if he... Now, granted, they say this shit about people all the time. Like, dudes come out of the draft and you're like, like Andrew Wiggins, he should be a better defender. He's long, he's incredibly athletic. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where it's like you have to dedicate yourself to being a good defensive player. But in terms of the foundation, DeAndre Ayton has everything you want out of, like, that guy who carries your defensive load. Whereas a guy like Jaleel had superior low-post moves. Still does, still does. Like, is a superior low-post player but never had the physical skill set that somebody like a DeAndre Ayton had, you never expected that guy to be a rim stopper. Like, just never. So didn't have it in his DNA.
2: Jaleel Okafor is to Eddie Curry as DeAndre Ayton is to Sean Kemp. Maybe Tyson Chandler. (laughs) I mean... That that was the other one, Tyson Chandler. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um,
0: So, looking at, let's say... Actually, I do have a question. So, in your mock draft, um, you have Michael Porter being drafted number seven by our Chicago Bulls. Boo. Was that a... Is is that a kind of like personal interest uh, slotting there, or is that more so what you think, uh, based on expert opinion, is ultimately who falls to number seven?
1: I think both, but I mean, I've heard, I've seen some people online so, like, "There's no way Porter lasts that long," but I mean, we don't, we don't have any idea. Yeah, really. people fell in
0: love with Mo Bamba. At the, I had a bunch of friends that worked uh, the the combine because uh, it was here in Chicago and people fell in love with him he said it he said he's like i think the best team for me is the chicago bulls i think i fit really nicely next to laurie marketing because he spaces the floor really well and the rest of their roster spaces the floor fairly well um and it's it's i can see it i can see it but we talked about this a little bit before that that we you know we started recording i just don't i don't love mo bamba i don't love he's a he's a big project a big especially offensively he's a huge project
1: I think the Bulls are in a spot where they need to, like, swing for the fences, and not, like the guys in my mind are Porter, Trey Young, and Bamba, and where because the Bulls they're probably not going to be as bad as they were this year next year. Don't say that. Don't say it. So, this is like maybe our one shot at uh, a star. So, just go it. for and we it. Blew it. I, I wonder don't. if they try that's to w- That's what
2: you do, though. That's what the Bulls do because it's all about gate receipts, it's all about ticket sales. <sighs> can, can Gar Garpacks sell a playoff team? This is
0: why Trey Young is almost destined to fall to us. Um, although, in your mock draft, uh, Tad's Orlando Magic are slated to get Trey Young. Uh, Tad, how excited are you to get Trey Young on your roster?
2: Okay, I've gone through the stages of grief. (laughs) Admittedly, I have. I went from, like, anger to, like, bargaining and, like, what all that is, to I think I've accepted it, and I'm starting to talk myself into it. Maybe the only reason, because it's an absolute, probably, certainty, like... He's liking everything on, like Orlando Magic on Instagram. He's not like on Twitter. He, somebody sent him like a picture of him in an Orlando uniform and he reposted it on Instagram. So he clearly seems excited to play in Orlando, which we never get. Nobody <laughs> wants to play in Orlando. They just don't. That's Orlando, true. I've never been there, but I've heard nothing but bad things. I root for a team from a city I've never <laughs> been to. I just realized how absurd that is. <laughs> Not even Disney World? Not- no, I've never even been to Disney World. I'm going you? to Disneyland this summer. It's going to be right. wild. I'm excited. That's in California <laughs> on the other side of the We're country. We're going to have to make this happen. This will be an <laughs> NBA road trip to, to Orlando. <laughs> I'm starting to talk myself into it. Before we before we got on here, you talked about it, and you you want him in Chicago. You seem to actually like him. Why?
1: His stats are crazy. Uh, the uh, man can shoot. He can. I mean, he's taking... Tons of threes from super far away, getting double teamed left and right and still scoring a ton.
0: I mean, he he one hundred percent did and like he's not like previous sharpshooters in college basketball like Jimmy Fredette and people like that, where he's exclusively a sharpshooter. He's a playmaker, he can make he can get his own shots off the dribble. And he's
1: a freshman.
2: And also, Jimmer Fredette, I think, was a Chinese League MVP. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. That's no disrespect. Neither here nor there. Anyway, I'm sorry, wanted, Jimmer. I but nonetheless, like,
0: that, but... I think that, yes, he he definitely has the ability to play Mick. He's a, he's a substantially good shooter. One thing that I didn't know until the night of the draft lottery, Colin Sexton is the same exact height as Trey Young, which yeah. was like, kind of shocking and kind of bad for Colin Sexton. Um,
1: I'm not very high on Sexton, actually. He's so
0: physical. He reminds me a lot of De'Aaron Fox, which jury's still out on De'Aaron Fox. Man. A lot of things I like about him. I'm kind of out on was low on he's, him before the he's Yeah, Me too. I like him a lot. He's got this. He's I, I like. I like him. De- I'm not gonna give up on him yet. But
2: um, just real quick, does Trey Young? Does the fact that Trey Young has a lisp? Does that play into his positioning at all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shoot. just kidding. It's 2018, <laughs> Ted. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> but no, I mean, I Ricky also when he was on the podcast said that he thought that the Bulls should take Trey Young as well. Because to your point, I'm a big believer that if you're going to tank, you need to do it for multiple years. Because if not, you end up with Julio Okafor, and that's it. And then it's just like,
2: well, shit. And Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Right. But had had Philadelphia
0: stopped at Julio Okafor, that'd be it. Like, had they started going after free agents and really building that roster around Julio Okafor, they would still be one of the shittiest teams in the NBA.
2: TTP, man. Trust (laughs) that process. You gotta
0: go after it. So, like... I, I'm I'm all for taking some home run swings on these prospects because, in the current status of the NBA, I, I don't see us being, I don't see the need to be competitive right away. Um, and even like the free agent market that's out there. Our situation's weird because like we have to sign Zach Levine this summer, and like, well, you don't have to. Y- we kind of do though. You I mean you, you do. don't try I mean, Jimmy do. Butler you, to you, not you, sign him? Yeah, you have to. Um, I, I can see arguments for for Trey Young. Michael Porter, I wanted to talk to you about Wendell Carter and Michael Bridges, who are also kind of in that same slot. Um, we talked about this a little bit on Off Air, uh, and you disagree with me, which is a huge no-no on NBA. <laughs> uh, but, no, in all seriousness, like, so I've talked myself into, okay, if Mikhail Bridges, let's say best-case scenario, turns into Luol Dang, is that really a loss at a seven spot?
1: No. I, I like Luol Deng.
0: Who didn't? I love that guy.
1: Bridges looks, looks Lakers
0: like a big thing. Sorry, go ahead. When you, you know? look at when you look at the guys who potentially fall to our spot, I mean I, it doesn't seem like Mo is gonna fall to seven. Uh, and if he mm-hmm. does, it seems like the Bulls are pretty in love with him, which whatever. It is what it is. If he's gonna guarantee that we suck next year, I'll take him. <laughs> like I'm good with that. We need a couple more years of, of tanking. Um but with the guys who are kind of in that slot, let's say Michael Michael Porter I, let's like, yeah, let's exclude Michael Porter and Trey because I know your opinions on them. But, yeah. like, with Wendell Carter and Mikael Bridges specifically, if you fall to seven and everybody else that we talked about is off the board and your two options are Wendell Carter and Mikael Bridges, who ultimately do you feel is like... Anthony
1: Simmons. <laughs> oh, sorry, you weren't talking about No, 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 no. Um, I like Carter. Actually, for the Bulls, I would take Carter over Bagley. Um, but, what? Okay,
2: yeah, hold on. <laughs> I need you to elaborate on that. Yeah, yeah please, please, please.
1: So, I mean, I guess I did watch a lot of Duke games, but... I, I do look at stats probably more than most people do. Sure, um, and I always look at the per thirty six numbers or, or the per minute stats. Okay, um, and Carter's stats are, are are better than than Bagley's. Like more assists, more blocks, more steals. Um, similar rebounding and scoring. I, I less scoring, but
0: I've I've over the last couple of weeks I've gotten more and more excited about Wendell Carter because he does have a lot of like. Al Horford similarities where he and part of what made Laurie great this year is that he had Robin Lopez next to him, somebody who could kind of clean up the paint, allow Laurie to come in and grab rebounds, mm-hmm. uh, and really kind of free him up from having to defend more difficult post players. So I'm not opposed to that if it accentuates Laurie marketing's skill set.
1: Well, yeah, like and Bagley and marketing on defense is a nightmare. Oh, no question. So that's no, uh, I don't want Bagley and the Bulls at all, really. So that's. Yeah. A big reason why I want Carter
2: I don't want Marvin Bagley in Orlando either, so I'm glad you said that
0: See because- but we talked about this though, and I feel like like Jonathan Isaac has defensive capabilities where he can defend the perimeter and he can also defend bigger guys, so putting him and Bagley next to each other gives you this very new age
2: four or five well, he's combo a, he's a he's a tweener. They're all tweeners. Aaron Gordon is a tweener. Jonathan Isaac is a tweener. Marvin Bagley is a tweener. Like, please, please. For the love of... Tobias Harris was a tweener. Please stop. No more tweeners. I personally think that they should sign and trade
0: Aaron Gordon. That's my personal opinion.
2: I love Aaron Gordon, if only for the reason that he is the only draft pick that we've had recently who is still on the team and (laughs) worth a damn. So, you know what? No. (laughs) I'm not giving him away.
0: Let's not forget about Mario Hazonia. He's still still present. Groby.
2: Groby. Uh, so yo, hold on. I want to. I just I, we. I cut you off on no. the Marvin Bagley thing. So, it's the defense. Yeah. Is that is that the big thing? Is it just the
1: defense, or is there like um? So his the way he scores a lot is just like on alley oops and stuff, and he's pretty thin framed. He's really athletic, and he he hustles hard. Um, I uh, like that. Yeah. Did you see him
0: in the Drew League this summer? He killed it. <laughs> oh god. But um, everybody kills. Him I in just Drew don't.
1: League. When I watch him, I don't really see it hit like those. The way he's scoring translated to the NBA that easily, mm. and uh, like you were talking about him with Gasol and in, in Memphis to like learn from Gasol. But I love that. I love. I don't it. know if I love it. I don't know if that stuff is like teachable. I think it's just sort of inherent instinct on defense more so.
0: I I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. But the good thing for him is that if he even has it in his, like even in the slightest bit in his bones, having Marcus sol there to clean up his mess from time to time is the best case scenario.
1: Yeah, it's a great. I think it's a great pairing. Um, I just don't know that he would like learn a lot. Now, if they result, get now if they
0: get Jaron Jackson, that's a whole other fucking thing because that kid is is phenomenal on the defensive end and has some really untapped potential on the on the offensive end. Yeah, he's, I
1: mean, he gets more blocks than Bombo. Yeah,
0: he's, he's
2: really the kid's fucking maybe, phenomenal. Maybe the most underutilized player in college basketball no question, this year. In all honesty, like uh, as a Big Ten basketball fan. Uh, I'm relegated to Iowa having to play Michigan State every year, which is unfortunate. But having said that, uh, I watched him play twice um, against Iowa and then a handful of other times against other teams. And he was criminally underutilized. We already talked about college coaches tend to do that. Uh, I think he has probably the biggest, like, kind of boom potential in terms of, like, players that people won't expect I, to boom.
0: I have this, like, Carl Anthony Towns feel about him in, in the sense of when Cat was at Kentucky because in John Calipari's system he doesn't really feature big men that often except for when Anthony Davis was there so like when Cat was there you're like that guy, that guy's up for number one pick that's kind of weird like he didn't really he wasn't featured in the uh, yeah. offense yeah, and like shooting yeah later he, on, he wasn't like, like a, he <laughs> wasn't stretching the floor he wasn't really doing anything but like NBA, this, and it's just every year I realize how little I actually understand about basketball because, like, shit like that happens where everybody's fawning over this kid, and I'm like, man, I didn't really see it. Like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's impressive in, in college, but I didn't see it. Um, and then once he's in a system where they're like, okay, we understand your skill set, and we're going to then create an offense around that, then he just blossoms. And Jaron Jackson just feels to me like that type of player in this year's draft. Well, we could look at this draft in, let's say, four years and be like, man, I can't believe they didn't draft Jaron Jackson number one overall because xyz he's phenomenal on the defensive end he's he's clearly figured it out on the offensive end because that's the difference between college basketball and the nba is like every college you go into they have their system and you are they 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 recruit you to then fit into their system and in the nba they just they, they make adjustments they make adjustments based on the skill set that they have year over year um so i did have a question outside of the guys that you have currently in your top 10 is there one that maybe you're reading about or you're kind of seeing um, in NBA scouting circles that you think could, with some good workouts, maybe find their way into the top 10 that isn't currently in the top 10?
1: Um, I guess well, the guy I have at 11 is uh, Zaire Smith. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he's an incredible athlete. Um, and when you watch him, he just seems to have a feel for the game. Like mm-hmm. He's making the right passes and stuff Right. i right, right. watching Texas Tech.
0: The one guy's name who keeps coming up from people that I know and respect is Lonnie Walker. People seem to be a uh, huge fan of him. I
1: don't know about him.
0: People love Lonnie know. Walker. And he had a good workout. Um also let's not forget Grace Nolan. He apparently had a really good workout too. <sighs> people were fawning over him. Um but Lonnie Walker's name just keeps coming up. He's like this like 6'4 kind of tweener guard. The Tweener thing doesn't fucking matter anymore though, because like the Celtics, it matters pretty for much,
2: forwards. It doesn't. It matters for it forwards. Doesn't. The, I will fight you on the this. The
0: Celtics have four guys in their starting lineup that are 6'8". It's it's positionless basketball. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like the NBA, it, the Rockets are playing five guys effectively, four of which are like six eight. It's the same fucking thing. Every team is doing the same thing. It's positionless basketball. Um, but yeah, Lonnie Walker is a name that I keep hearing. Um, and Shay, I'm surprised you have Shay Gilgis. Gilgis Alex, I'm not. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Um, I'm surprised you have him at 16 because a lot of people have him as another guy who We're like not linguist had... podcast. That's true. Okay? It's all <laughs> That's right. That's true. Um, but he's another guy who like comes up in a lot of conversations as somebody who could sneak his way into the top 10 with some good workouts and who had a really good SEC tournament and you know a, a pretty solid NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, so part of the mock draft is, I guess, based on team needs a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like. Sexton and Shea could just could swap easily. Yeah. Probably, um,
0: I actually love Colin Sexton. So do I. I. I really love Colin Sexton to the Clippers. Yeah,
1: I think like I could good... see them
0: going for him. I could actually see Lonnie Walker and Robert Williams sl- switching, where mm. like Robert Williams becomes the new do- DeAndre Jordan.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I had Williams going to the Clippers for a lot of the years. I kind
0: of love that. Like if you have you have a young core with Colin Sexton, Robert Williams, you still have Tobias Harris on a good contract, and then you have. Um, your rookie of the year pick, Milo Sandoz, <laughs> uh, and but you still have like some, you still have some solid guys in there. Maybe they bring Avery Bradley back. Um,
2: I want to just make it clear that that was a, <laughs> a joke. Was it, was
0: it though? You were pretty adamant about that on the uh, the preseason podcast. Um, let's see. here. I'm trying to think of what else I wanted. It to was talk
2: a joke that here. I think I took too far, and I actually started to believe. Very serious about it.
0: Um, so I guess. Um, I'm trying to think of what other questions I have here. Do you see or do you foresee? And this is kind of an open question for everybody. Are there any teams in the top ten? Do you think need to make a trade? Um, let's say not including the Bulls or Magic, uh, mm-hmm. that need to make a trade to get into like the top three of this draft. Mm-hmm. Like, really need to make a move to get one of these because it does seem like a three player draft. You know, a four player draft basically?
1: Maybe. Uh... Maybe, uh, maybe if if, 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 if the Cavs get blown out and there's signals that LeBron is leaving, maybe the Cavs should dump some other people. And that makes sense up.
0: to me. That makes sense. I wonder what they. I wonder who they get rid of. So it you basically give away like the seven, and like <laughs> I don't know, Kevin Love for. <laughs>
1: Who? Yeah, who wants that? Um,
0: I get maybe maybe Sacramento.
1: They're suckers. Always, yeah, <laughs> they're suckers. They the answer is always it. Sacramento for like who would do that? <laughs> God.
2: Um, Here's a follow-up question: Why does God hate the Orlando Magic? <laughs> I. That's not really related. I just not at all. <laughs> you gotta
0: let that shit rest. He does. It just, I'm it sorry. Um, so before we wrap up today, um, what's coming out for Tankathon? What are some things that you're working on? That you're pretty excited about?
1: Um. I'm toying with the idea of just, like, a general redesign of the site. I mean, just sort of freshening up the look. Sure. Um, Let's see.
0: With, like, an NBA podcast uh, advertisement
2: of some sort? (laughs) Potentially, yeah.
1: (laughs) We we can work something out. Are you
2: aware that Daryl Morey follows you
1: on Twitter? Yeah, that was incredible when, (laughs) when that happened.
2: I was just combing through your followers list, just kind of just to, just seeing because I was like, it was like, oh, a bunch of followers, you know, and I'm like, cool, and I clicked on it, and the first person at to the top it was like Daryl Morey, and I'm like, that cannot be the GM of the Rockets, and I clicked on him, and it was, and I was Man. like, holy Is crap, it- that's incredible. Is Sorry, it- I didn't, I it's, keep
1: cutting. It's, it it's, yeah, it's
0: Daryl Morey and like the entire city of Philadelphia and yeah. entire-
1: So, I, so I, I did apply for a um, NBA like Media Central account. Yeah. So like I, I tried getting into the lottery this year. Uh, I went down to the Palmer House. That would have been dope. Yeah, so I just I was wearing my Mark Tatum um, Tankathon thon shirt. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's awesome. So it was just for sale, by the way. That's in so the great. Merchandise section of the, so of, the, great. Of, the, of the site. That's um, awesome. So I, I w- went into the hotel. Josh Jackson was walking like next to me. Oh no shit. Yeah, and then uh, I saw somebody with a, holding up a card for like the lottery. Asked him where it yeah. was. Like asked about credentials. Told me to go back go up to the fourth floor. Got up there. Right outside the elevator, security's pretty much cut me off right sure. away. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking for someone to speak to about credentials, and they just pretty much shut it down. Um, but I saw, like, I saw Vladi Devox back. Oh, <laughs> He's giant. I would imagine. That is a massive uh, man. It's yeah.
0: It's a big dude. It's a big dude. Was he smoking
1: a cigarette? Uh, pro- <laughs> <laughs> he probably, <laughs> probably just did outside, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So, quickly, before we wrap up today, um... It hasn't been a great conference finals, to be honest. It's just been just blowout after blowout after blowout. Uh, ultimately, who do you see making it to the finals, and who is crowned NBA champion for the year of two thousand eighteen?
1: Warriors over Cavs. God Again, damn it. I, know. I know
0: it fucking sucks.
2: We said this on
1: I- Warriors
0: I-
2: over Cavs. To- Warriorsing the war warriorsing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Warriors over Cavs.
0: This is yeah, I got. We're that. in this weird period where it's like the spoiler alert season. Every single season. I said that last week. I, I did an interview with my friend Marla Hicks from the One Three Two Breeze podcast, and we effectively called this season the spoiler alert podcast. Um, and it will continue to be the spoiler alert NBA season for years to come because Kevin Durant is a monster and Steph Curry's back, and uh, there's just nothing we can do about it, people. The Warriors are gonna win the next three championships minimum. You gotta break them up. Some, somebody's gotta go somehow.
2: No. Clay's gotta be the first one to go. Say, no, he he doesn't want to leave. He said I'm paid well. He's like we win every year. He's like I got no complaints. Those guys aren't leaving. Not, the core four is there for the foreseeable future. I don't know. That team might win ten championships. That not four, not five, not six. I
0: hate that. I hate it. Uh, cool. Well, I guess, uh, Matt, where can the people find you online other than, obviously, tankathon.com? Um, please, for the listeners, if you haven't heard of tankathon.com, what the fuck are you doing? This is a, this is a basketball podcast. Uh, tankathon.com is where you get all your tankathon news for not only basketball, but also hockey and baseball and the NFL. Um, yeah, but I guess where can the, the listeners find you?
1: Twitter is at tankathon. I think that's it, really.
0: Straightforward. Uh, Tad, where can they find you, sir?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. For sure. Tad Hall underscore
0: it's all one word
2: (laughs) <laughs> and an underscore. Uh, you can find me, <laughs> follow me at J underscore
0: Kielas um, on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can follow NBA on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, we released an episode on Monday uh, with Walker Bailey. We did a quick interview on the Spurs season review and what's going to happen to Kawhi. since sounds like the Spurs are going to offer him a Supermax, but we didn't cover that on the podcast because we didn't know. Um, also, be on the lookout for another podcast later this week. And, of course, uh, please feel free to give us a five-star rating review um, tell your friends and if you ever have any podcast episode suggestions the season's almost over and we need shit to talk about so you can email us at the yay network at gmail.com for matt for tad for jay this has been nba we're out